Hey guys, producer Ryan here. Just a quick note to say that if you're in Chicago, you should go check out Cameron Esposito and our stage manager, Rhea Butcher. They're going to be at the Hideout on July 5th. Tickets are available at hideoutchicago.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Great job, guys. Enthusiastic clapping all around. I'm proud of you. You really did a good job. Sometimes when it comes out here, I feel a little bit stressed because I don't know if you're with me already. I'm feeling a little bit nervous tonight because I'm wearing a pink shirt, a pink check shirt, which does not feel good on my body. I'm feeling a burning. My body burns. But in that moment of burning, I came out on stage and you supported me and lifted me up. I was like a Khaleesi crowd surfing through her people. Am I right? Oh, UCB Theater, thank you so much for coming out on a Tuesday night. So happy to have you guys here. I want to just say something up top. This is our 25th episode of Put Your Hands Together. Yes. Which I am so happy about. You know, a lot of you guys might know, but we, we do the live show, and then we also release it as a podcast. Um, and the UCB Theater is so supportive in giving us this spot to be able to do that. So round of applause for, the, for UCB. And I'll clap it up for them here. And all the staff here who make it happen. And also uh, for my co-producer, Mr. Ryan McMenamin, who also took a chance trying to make a great show and I'm, I'm really proud of it and we're 25 episodes in that feels like a marker it feels like a good thing and then I put on my pink shirt and I said get, get over it did you drop some alcohol that's okay makes it better <laughs> what, a, what funky alcohol you have you know what I mean it's, I can tell it's, uh, it's, not, it's not plastic yeah it's a beer it's a real it's a real it's a you have a man's drink good good for you proud of you Yesterday, I was at the grocery store, and I was buying some nuts, and uh, a gentleman, okay, so I was, with, uh, I was with the woman who makes it all possible that the show runs, also Rhea Butchery, clap for Rhea. Sometimes she does jokes on this stage, but she also uh, like makes everything happen backstage, and, and so super appreciative of Rhea as well. But uh, we, were, we were standing together, we were both wearing denim jackets, and t-shirts. Of course we were. This is a story about my life. <laughs> and we were in the self-checkout lane and like I stopped first at the end of the line and then Rhea walked around me and there was a guy right in front of me who like f- tracked her with his eyes so hard and then turned his head so that he was facing away from the line and only directly towards us. And he was also wearing sunglasses. It was 11 p.m., which is when I buy my nuts. And he he was looking at us wearing sunglasses and he goes, cool t-shirts. And so I didn't make any eye contact slash turn my body away from him to tell him, listen, buddy, I don't know what you're up to, but this... This tea praise ain't gonna get you nowhere with these gals. And then he goes, oh, 
scared of strangers? <laughs> That's honestly what he said to me. You know what the answer to that is? Yes! Yes! Yes, I am! Are you kidding me? You're wearing sunglasses and flip-flops and mesh shorts. Also, I didn't even realize it until, I, until after he said that, but he was holding a joint. He was just at the Vaughn's with a joint. He just had a joint in it. He had a, a half-smoked, and, and then he tipped. He closed the little tip off. I'll get back to this later. And he was just holding it in his hand. What's wrong? Scared of strangers? Are you kidding me? So that's just one. I mean, I know he was on, I understand that he was on drugs. I think there might have been something else going on with him too. But I also think a little bit of that is just like being a, maybe being a man in general. Like, I don't, I think there's a part of that that's just like, what's wrong, two small women? Scared of strangers? Yes. Yes, I have seen all TV shows and movies where you murder me. The murderers look like you and the victims look like me. You murder me. I don't ever murder you. That's, um, that's not ever, that doesn't happen. I was so mad that I didn't, I'm like looking back on it, what I wish I had done was the second he turned and stared directly at us, I wish I had said, turn the fuck around. And now I'm going to do that because I know that in that gap, I gave him like a little gap and he was like, like, what did he think? I also like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what? I mean, it's not even the fact that like we're the most homosexual looking homosexuals. It's not even that. It's just like, what, what rad conversation are you going to have at 11 o'clock with the chicks wearing tees and getting nuts? Like what, like how did, where do you think that was going to go? And I said nothing. The only other option was that I could have said, thanks. <laughs> so either way, get away from me, that man. Get away from me, that guy, and the idiots that won't stop playing wiffle ball on my street. They set up, they set up a little backstop in front of a car that is not theirs, and they play wiffle ball, and they think it is hilarious because they're adults, and how crazy is that? <laughs> it just makes me mad because, like, I hate it when people need to show you that they're having fun. Like, that's actually, like, part of the reason I can't watch organized... I can't watch sports on TV because there's always that moment where, like, something happens, and then everybody in the bar goes like, Yeah! Yes! Correct? Like, they're just, like, looking like, I'm so scared, and I feel alone as a person. Do we agree that was good? We agree, right? Okay, great! We're all in our together! Like, that's what this stupid whiffle... They just scream. They hit, and they go like, Oh, yeah! Crazy! And it's three people. Idiots, fucking idiots. Take your fun inside. I don't want to see your fun. Dummies. Put your fun under a blanket. I don't want to see your fun. There's a Beyonce ad right now that is really speaking of things that are unsettling to me. Have you guys seen this Pepsi Beyonce ad? And there's like billboards of it. Yeah, okay, that's a, there's like an audible response. You guys have seen this. Um, come the fuck on. Come on. That is our coolest black person. That is our coolest black person. As a nation, we have agreed that it is Barack Obama, maybe sometimes depending, 
Beyonce. Those are the two coolest black people. And in this ad, she is so washed out. She is so airbrushed that she looks, she looks, she looks like a Pac-Man. Like she looks translucent. She looks fluorescent. If you see it at night, it doesn't have to be lit. I'm actually pissed about it. Like fuck you, Pepsi. No, seriously, we need to be angry about this. She did not make her career on being a white woman. Like, that is a bodacious black babe who's fucking on it. Did you see her at the Super Bowl? I screamed the entire time. With joy. I was elated. I could, that's the most tweets I've ever had in a single where I just kept tweeting, Yes! Correct! I just kept tweeting, Correct! In all capitals. Like, 18 Ts. Because everything she did was right. I just, she, and then, like, this is, like, we have whitewashed her face in the same year that in the middle of, like, our greatest supporting event, the rest of Destiny's Child popped through the floor. That was the best day of my life that day. Actually, I would like to just suggest that we all uh, send a tweet to Pepsi and just let them know that we think Beyonce looks fucking badass and beautiful just the way she is, and they don't need to retouch her photographs so that she looks like more white than they made Christina Aguilera. (laughs) 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 On a spectrum of people that now look white, it's like me, a little whiter, Christina Aguilera, a little whiter than that, Beyonce. Come the fuck on. So we're agreed we're all pissed about it? Okay, great. That's, that's how I like to start a show. I like to give the room a cause. But not like a, not like a football. Like I don't like, again, like I said, I don't want to organize our fun. I want it to be a cause, a sad cause. I want to be united in anger against the man who sells us sodas, you know? Like, fuck that guy. And his sugar water he rode in on. You guys, we've got a great show. I'm so excited about it. This lineup is insane tonight, and I'm so, so glad you guys could be here. We're going to kick it off right uh, with a gentleman that, you know, I, when I started in Chicago, I would always hear this, uh, this guy's name, and we literally have not met until tonight, but I have heard legend of his work from mountaintop to flat mountaintop in Chicago, and then also mountaintop to tall mountaintop here in Los Angeles. I cannot wait to see his set, and you guys are going to, I'm sure he's going to blow your dicks off. Especially the ladies. So put your dicks on the table. There's not a table. That's where that analogy stopped working. Guys, Mr. Matt Dwyer, give it up for Matt. Come on. I'm a legend in the Midwest. That's what she said. I'm a legend in the Midwest. No one here gives a fucking shit. I'm drinking one of these, which is a nice change of pace because I quit drinking for a couple years. And if any of you people are uh, questioning your uh, alcoholism or maybe your drinking, I would like to suggest to you right now, stop that fucking notion. (laughs) It is, unless you really want a long, long Netflix queue. (laughs) If you wish to stop having random sex with bar trash girls, please. (laughs) Because life comes to a screeching halt when you say no to liquor. I'm a role model to kids. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I spent two years not drinking, and uh, I was that guy at the parties walking around with a bottle of O'Doul's non-alcoholic beer. 
which just pretty much says to every chick in the party, I've done some fucking up in life. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to pull it back in, everybody. <laughs> it's work. I'm wearing a tie and a cardigan. I'm straight now. <laughs> I don't know why they don't have commercials for O'Doul's. Like, you worked a long, hard day. It should be Miller time, but five years ago, you slapped your wife and had a circle jerk with homeless guys. It really should be Odul's. You jerked off with homeless dudes? Odul's. Oh, we thought we could kick Dad's ass at Thanksgiving, did we? Odul's. Oh, driving through a schoolyard at noon loaded. Odul's. <laughs> So welcome back, friend. <laughs> yes, I am wearing glasses. Thank you for noticing. I was at a party in Echo Park a couple weeks ago, and some guy was like... I was talking to this guy, and he was wearing glasses, and then I noticed there was no glasses in his glasses, and I was like, hey, guy, are you just, like, wearing fucking frames? And he's like, yeah, man, it's fashion. And I'm not kidding. I have three different kinds of glasses in these fucking glasses. <laughs> so I was like, that's like me wearing leg braces around a polio kid. It's like, check it out. Clang, clang, clang. Looks pretty cool, right? Clang, clang. Saving up for that wheelchair. Man, them dudes in the iron lung get all the pussy. Am I right? <laughs> I just moved in with my girlfriend. That doesn't get applause. That's amazing. Because if I said I just had a baby or quit smoking, you all motherfuckers would be clapping your dicks off. <laughs> but moving in with your girlfriend, you're like, yeah, Dwyer, we've heard about you. <laughs> You've been married twice. You're trying this shit again? <laughs> it's true. I've been married twice, which pretty much just says to my girlfriend, would you like to be my bronze? Because <laughs> clearly death to us part don't mean fuck. It's... <laughs> It's more like death to us. You're wearing what? See you later. Fuck this. My commitment level is, like, very low. <laughs> but she got very excited, though, when I told her I love to cook, and then she realized I was talking about meth. <laughs> it's true, though. Uh, this is actually uh, when I was helping her move out of her apartment. She was, she was at school, college. She's not high school or something creepy. <laughs> like her parents were at work, and I was like, quick, let's get your shit out. <laughs> No, we'll just move to California. They'll never find you. <laughs> but I was, like, uh, running shit in and out, uh, like, from her apartment into the dumpster, and then I went into her apartment, and I opened the door, and there was this very skinny, naked man sprawled out on the floor masturbating. And here's what you need to know about this story. The guy who, in apartment one, once left a note on her door saying, I like you very much, Kelly. <laughs> I, I really, really like you very much. So in my brain, I was like, holy shit, this guy's marking territory. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he jumps up and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm moving my girlfriend. He's like, this is apartment seven. I'm like, I know it's apartment seven. What the fuck are you doing? Now keep in mind, we're both at the same panic level. The only difference between he and I is, is he's cupping his dick and balls. And then I notice... All the things I left out in front of her door to move to the dumpster were no longer out of the dumpster. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck, this isn't apartment seven, or at least the apartment seven I thought it was. <laughs> so I quickly jumped down the, st the stairs going, not my 
my apartment, wrong building! <laughs> because, see, she lives in a building, that identical building lives next to that building. <laughs> the lesson is, when you're helping your mer- girlfriend move out, wear your fucking glasses, guy. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if wet dreams were just ghosts giving you hand jobs? <laughs> I'm jerking off on your face. Ghost jizz is invisible. Come fuck him in the mouth, Casper. If I had to register as a sex offender, I think I'd do it at Macy's. I really could use the dishes, everybody. And, And before... This is why I quit drinking the first time. <laughs> Had problems getting dicky things into holes. <laughs> uh, remember, everybody, cigarette butts aren't litter. They're just little reminders that cool people still exist. <laughs> Thank you. What you were saying? Oh, I'd, like, I haven't gone to a cafe and like, I'm going to write jokes. It's usually just something pops in my head. But people do that. Which is crazy to me. Like, they'll have, like, two hours set aside or something like that. That'll be their writing time. Those are the really successful people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yes, you're right. They're the really successful people. Or, I don't know, maybe it's just... But I feel like interaction, like, conversing with my friends is when I come up with my favorite stuff. Yeah. Actually, I often think of things in the shower. That's my... Like, where I don't have a pen or a pad of paper. Yeah, Lenny Bruce said he did all his best thinking on the toilet. And where he died. Well, there you go. I'm a little bit like Lenny Bruce. <laughs> Matt, you're but awesome. cleaner. Thank uh, you. Thanks for, thanks for coming back. Guys, let's hear from Matt Dwyer one more time. Hey, you can put more of Matt Dwyer in your ears. You can listen to his podcast, Conversations with Matt Dwyer. If you're already listening to this podcast, you're somebody who's into podcasts, pop on over to another one. Pop between the casts. You know what I'm saying? Pop those other pods in your ears. Cast it right in there. We are having a great night. And I'm uh, thrilled to bring this next gentleman to the stage. Super funny dude. Uh, you're going to love him. Let's hear it from Mr. Ryan Singer. Guys, give it up for Ryan. Hello. It is excited to be here. It is so excited to be here. It is so excited. It is so excited. It, of course, is me. I've noticed it's cool recently to refer to yourself in the third person, so I took it a step further and assigned myself a third-person impersonal pronoun, it. <laughs> that way I can build a subconscious barrier in my brain between reality and fantasy. It can go out and do whatever it wants. <laughs> and I share none of its responsibility. It'll go out and get wasted. The next day, its friends will call me up. Dude, you were so hammered at the bar last night, you spent like 300 bucks, and we think you banged a dude. <laughs> It did what? (laughs) It is crazy! (laughs) Ryan likes ladies. That's who Ryan likes. Uh, They say a man's attracted to a woman reminds him of his mother. If that is true, my mother is a naughty, naughty girl. (laughs) I like a freaky boy. Say you nasty girl, Miss Jackson. (laughs) 
Here's my problem. I'm, uh, I've never been married or anything. I, I've only learned one thing about women, and that's this. Women don't want a psycho. At first. Fellas, you can't come out of the gate too soon with a psycho. You'll scare a woman off. But if you hold it in for too long, she doesn't think you're really into her. Like if after two weeks of dating, you said to her, if you ever leave me, I swear I will kill you. Oh, my God. He's crazy. But after two years, when you say to her, if you ever leave me, I swear I will kill you. Oh, my God. He really loves me. I want to have your crazy babies. We'll call them crabies. Crips full of crabies. Every girl's dream. <laughs> Some people are crazy for crazies. I think you know who I'm talking about. The people who are so desperate for love that they'll look anywhere for it, including writing love letters to people who are on death row. How desperate for love you have to be to be looking for it on death row. I could never date a woman who's murdered somebody before. Because you know? I know I would never, ever again win another fight or argument for the rest of my life. No matter how committed I am to my side of the cause, clearly she's willing to see this one all the way to the end. <laughs> She's got a short fuse and follow through, bro. You better watch your ass. <laughs> Love has made me crazy, though. I think we've all been there in heartbreak. Hopefully you've had a big heartbreak. It makes you a well-rounded person. I had the biggest heartbreak of my life last summer. I don't know if you've ever been so heartbroken you've considered kidnapping someone before. <laughs> That's a new level of heartbreak for me, boy. My ex-girlfriend came to visit me out here on the... The West Coast, she lives on the East Coast and doesn't know anybody out here except me. That's an important part of the story. <laughs> and after a long, fun weekend, I'm driving her back to the airport, all right? And I don't want the weekend to end. Frankly, I didn't want the relationship to end. And while I'm driving, I look over at her. I actually had this thought in my head. I could just keep her. <laughs> but here's the messed up part. My next thought wasn't, that's weird. My next thought was, she'll grow to love us. <laughs> Who the hell is us, bro? It's like a new level of heartbreak is Disney villain. Get in the castle and never cut your hair, girl. She activated my biological clock. I, it made me want to have a baby. I didn't know dudes had a biological clock. Mine's obnoxious, too. It's TikTok. You don't stop. I don't look at women the same way I used to. I'll be walking down the street and I'll see a woman walking with like a lot of cleavage hanging out of her top. And I'll be like, oh, my God, look at her. Look at those breasts. Woo. Those would be perfect to feed the heir of my lineage. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to rub my face in them too, but mostly for the feeding part. 70-30, you know? feeding to face rubbing ratio. It's a sign of growing up, son. Walking around thinking with your clock all the time. I'm not ready to have a baby, though. I'm physically not ready. I live in an apartment with three single dudes in their 30s. You can't raise a baby in that environment. Who do I think I am, Ted Danson? I moved into a room where some dude moved out hastily. I didn't ask a lot of questions because it was such a good deal. He left something behind the room that really creeped me out, though, because I'd never seen it. He left behind a, a full package of unlubricated condoms. Like, what kind of man? What kind of person? Like, what happened in that room before I lived there? I would rather move into a room where someone was murdered if given the opportunity to it. Follow me. We have two rooms available. In this first room, Jonathan Pendleton had his skin rip off of his skeleton by the hounds of hell. And his torturous screams haunt the room every night. <laughs> and in this other room, a man had sex with his girlfriend with unlubricated condoms. And her screams, say no more, goodly night watchman. I've made my decision, please. I will take the hounds of hell room. 
as I'm certain those screams will be less torturous. I think I just want to be a dad, you know? I think that, to me, dad is, that's the coolest name in the world. I wish my parents named me dad when I was born. I'd be the coolest baby. Baby dad? Dad baby? My dad's a pretty cool dude. My dad is a common police court judge in the state of Ohio. That's where I grew up. Uh, cool, we got somebody from Ohio here. Um, he's a Republican, which is fine. I don't care about that. He's a Christian, which is also fine. I don't care about that. But what that combination means is he's against abortion and for capital punishment, right? Which is crazy because he can sentence someone to death if they're found guilty of murder in his courtroom. Uh, but that combination, being against abortion and for capital punishment, to me that's like saying I'm totally against the consumption of cookie dough, but I believe it's perfectly okay to eat cookies. <laughs> since there might be a bit of a disconnect between the joke and some of you uh, you'd have all the same political arguments you'd have the liberal left well everybody knows cookie dough is not a cookie until it pops out of the oven unless you can stick a fork in and out of a cookie cleanly it's not a cookie you'd have the middle of the road we believe in partially cooked consumption because our chefs have proven that after four minutes in the oven cookie dough gets a brown bottom and everyone knows the signifying trait of a cookie is a brown bottle. <laughs> You'd have the conservative right. Did you know that at its inception, cookie dough has completely formed chocolate chips? <laughs> Listen, as a man, I don't believe I'm entitled to an opinion on this matter. Because I know the kitchen is a woman's place. That's, the, that's where babies get cooked. You guys have been a lot of fun. My name's Ryan Singer. Thanks for, thanks for being cool. Let's hear for Ryan. He's got a couple albums out. You can, you can buy them on iTunes to support that gentleman. He's hilarious. And you can hear more of his jokes. One's called Comedy Wondertown. I think the other one's called How to Get High Without Drugs. You need these lessons. These are lessons you need. So you should uh, buy those and support that man. He's a very funny dude. Okay, awesome. How are you doing? How are you doing, sir? Yes, how was your day? What did you do today? You left Bakersfield and drove to Ellen. You wait, what? You had a family reunion in Bakersfield. Yeah. How'd it go? Who looks like shit? <laughs> Be honest. Stressful. No, it was stressful. Yeah. yeah. How many members in your family? Uh, of five in my immediate family. I had three little kids I brought with me. You brought three little kids. They're yours or just random? <laughs> There's five members of your immediate family, and then was it extended family as well? Fifty. That's, that is, that's... You were drunk the whole time. Well, sounds like those kids might have been in trouble. That's dangerous. You should not, should have a little undrunk time if you got three random kids with you that you found. Um, 50, that's a lot of family members. Are they, are they, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to ask this question because you have a big, long beard. What do they think about the big, long beard? Most of them like your big long beard? Other beards in the family? No, single beard. Yeah, you're the you're the beard. You're the family's beard. That's awesome. I'm glad they support your facial hair choices. You attended as well? Are you guys married to each other in a contractually? Unfortunately. Whoa! 
time at that reunion. She's so mad. You are, you're pissed. Yeah. Because um, I was his family, yes. Yes. And then you are such a good sport. I can tell you guys actually super like each other because you're smiling at each other, which is rad. Uh, ish? Did you, did you disagree with me there? No. You happy? How long have you been married? Eight years. Are you serious? You, you have very uh, youthful features on your faces. <laughs> Not the long beard. That's more of an adult thing. But the, I can see your eyes. Are, they have the glow of a yes, baby's first beard. You know, I can just see. <laughs> okay. So how did you get through it okay? I made it. I've only been to one family reunion ever. Uh, it was with an ex of mine. And it was at the Hard Rock Hotel <laughs> in Universal Studios Orlando, Florida. <laughs> there was just so much going on. Like it was actually, it was rad. It was, it was very rad. It was sweet of them. They, they like brought me down there and stuff to, to include me in the family and stuff. The Hard Rock Hotel is hilarious. And then if you add the Universal Studios, like the whole thing is just like, it's like, it's like kids who are just like, this is the best job I can get. Okay, so just... We, are you interested in guitars or what? Like, it's just like, I don't know. It, it's like a theme that they are, they've fallen into and now they have to wear leather vests and they're pissed a little, but it's got money, you know? And um, they would, my ex's family, they are good drinkers. I am not like a good drinker. I just don't drink that. I can't drink for like, I, I if I have like two drinks, then I just immediately want to go to bed. <laughs> I don't understand the opposite feeling of that. Like, you know how people just, uh, drink? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I'm a really energetic person, but maybe it's just that, like, right underneath the ball of energy, there's just, like, utter exhaustion. And then if I just loosen it a little bit with whiskey, I'm like, goodbye forever! And I just lay at the bottom of the zero-depth pool. Not for death, but just sleep, sweet sleep. Um... Yeah, they're good drinkers, and they would like they would we would meet them in the pool at like at eight o'clock in the morning, and they would be like, "What are you guys having? What are you 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 having?" And her dad is an alcohol salesman, so I had to get alcohol to support her family. So I'm in a bikini, drinking a martini. Both of those things are pretty fucked up in my world. So anyway, it was unusual. Uh, but it was a great time. Have you ever been drunk? Un like, have, has a grandparent ever drunk you under the table? Like, her grandparents were like, oh, you guys are going to bed? Because we're going to uh, karaoke at Jimmy Buffett's restaurant. You guys are wild. Okay, awesome. How are you guys doing? Uh, not you guys. I care about you so much, but I'm actually asking the, the gals behind you that are chatting. I just want you to know that we can hear you from the stage because I'm a human person. This is not a television. Um, so I'm not saying that to shame you. It's just I'm the host, and so I should let you know that, that the people can see when you're on your phones and they can hear you guys chatting. <sighs> Now, how are you, sir? We're great. Yes, everybody's good? I'm answering for everybody. You're answering for everybody? Yeah, fuck yeah. That's, she, she does seem like your representative. I, I like it. Yes. What did you do today? What did I do today? Yes. Uh, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> Hard living. Oh, I bought, I bought a replica of Sailor Moon's brooch for $15. Ooh. 
Okay. Super specific purchase. Sailor Moon's brooch. I don't even know where you would get that. I don't even know what it does. Doesn't do anything. Why does she have that then? She's got all those fighting skills. Why does she make shiny things? The, oh, God, sorry. Okay. Uh, that's where they come from. She just has a brooch and that's what makes her powerful. How easy to defeat she must be. Okay. We're going to keep the show rolling. And welcome to the stage. Very funny comic. Let's hear it for Susan Burke, guys. Give it up for Susan. Come on. All right. Man, I'm really glad that this is a comedy show and not a Gatsby party. Because um, that's a thing. Um, well, you look like you would fit in at a Gatsby party, but, but everyone else. Sorry to call you out. Uh, but that's a thing that I've been noticing lately is that people are having parties and it's like, okay, cool, I'll come to your party. And then it says Gatsby themed. And no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go to your fucking Gatsby themed party. And then I see it on Instagram and I'm, I'm not Pinterested in that. Because um, it's, not, it's not a good movie. Um, which isn't its fault, because it wasn't a good book. Uh, There's a little bit of homoeroticism, but not enough to keep me interested in the eighth grade. So now as an adult, no, I don't want to dress up like that book that I didn't like in the eighth grade, um, because that's dumb. But I'm a comedian, so that means that I'm friends with a whole lot of people that love dressing silly and getting drunk. Uh, and I get invited to lots of theme parties, like an X-Men theme party or a Batman theme party. And that's fine, but there's a point where that should end, and that point is 30. And it hasn't ended. It's just people are getting more money, so they're just like, I'm having a bouncy castle at my Pac-Man party. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I went to a party recently, and... Uh, and all the women were uh, dressed very nice. They were wearing dresses. And all the men were wearing suits. And people were drinking cocktails. And I was like, all right, this is my crowd. These people are fucking adults. And I was really enjoying myself. And then somebody said, OK, guys, it's on. Because it was time to watch Mad Men. Because it was a Mad Men theme party. And that's the only way that people in their 30s in Los Angeles can dress like adults. <laughs> As if they're about to watch a television show about a period in time where people who were adults dress like adults. <laughs> and were also awful people that were drunk all the time and cheated on their wives and things, but still they dressed better. Uh, I don't like to go to Mad Men themed parties because I already had a Sally Draper themed childhood. <laughs> For those of you who got that joke, you know that that means that my parents were attractive and successful and horribly tormented souls. And for those of you that didn't get that joke, fuck you, watch Mad Men. Come on. It's a great show. And I have no patience for people that don't watch my shows. I start talking to you at a party and I'm like, well, Breaking Bad's gonna be great. And if you're like, I don't really watch Breaking Bad, fuck you, watch it. What are you doing if you're not watching Breaking Bad? being dumb. That's what. I love TV. And when I meet somebody, oh, the worst is when I meet somebody and I'm talking to them about my shows and they say, uh, yeah, I don't watch that. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? Is I don't really watch TV. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even own. I don't even 
don't own a television. Is that crazy? Yes, it is crazy. And I have no room for you in my life. Because you don't have a TV, that means you're either one of two things, pretentious or poor. And either way, no. Either way, I'm gonna end up paying too much when we go out to lunch together. I say this and I'm poor, so I really, but you know, there can't be room for two poories in this friendship. Um, I realized I'm poor uh, because I am not, uh, I don't have enough money to be spiritual. Um, you have to have a certain amount of money to like sit up straight and just breathe and just be spiritual. No, that's for people with money. You know what poor people have? Religion. Ugh. I'm poor and, uh, and I'm getting married. Um, and soon, real soon, I can't tell these jokes anymore, uh-oh. Um, in like a month, I'm getting married, uh, which is not a good thing for a poor person to do, I found, because weddings are expensive, and uh, it's weird getting married, because I never thought I would. I always thought that I'd be one of those people that just had like a series of lovers, you know, and like, I would teach them something, and, and they would teach me something, and then one day I would die alone on an island of cholera, and I would see my father's ghost, you know. Um, I read a lot of magical realism as a child. Uh, learned to masturbate by watching like water for chocolate. True story. Uh, but yeah, but I'm getting married. I'm really excited about it. But fuck, it's expensive. Like every which way, they're just gonna charge you more money because it's for a wedding. Like uh, I was trying on a wedding dress, and it was it was fine. It was an all right dress. I knew like wedding dresses are expensive. Okay. And so I asked the woman um, how much the dress cost. And she said, oh, that's 10. And I was like, okay, 10, 10, 10 what? She's like, 10,000. I was like, what? $10,000 for an item of clothing that I wear once? Like, just once in front of my friends and family. And they're like, that's what Susan wore before she gets fucked tonight. Like, $10,000, that costs more than my car. And I highly doubt that my ex-boyfriend is going to pay for my wedding dress. So I was just standing there, like, paranoid, like, oh, I hope I'm not bleeding somewhere on my body. Um, and, I, and I didn't get that. Uh, but God, it's hard. And it's also, the word fiancé is just horrible. Like, it's just, like, I feel like it was a word invented for, like, women in a very antiquated time who are very, like, paranoid with their fan and their very pale skin. And they say, oh, where is my fiancé? He went to the war and he's not back yet. And then they faint. Um, or like the modern day equivalent is just like that girl who's just like born drunk and like she's getting married so she can be number one bitch. Heck yeah, number one bitch. Like her bachelorette party is like a year and then she's like, where's my fiance? Where is he? And she also passes out. Um, so I don't feel comfortable. I'm, I'm neither of those people. So I, so I say boyfriend, and then people are like, he's not your boyfriend. And I'm like, well, he is. We didn't break up. Like, we still love each other. I mean, that won't change until there's many more years and people and money involved. But as of now, he's still my boyfriend. And they're like, mm, mm girl, you can't say boyfriend. So because I can't say fiance because um, it's a ridiculous word, and I can't say boyfriend because of some rule that a girl invented at some point, um, I use the word lover. So that way, I can feel comfortable, and nobody else can, too. Thank you. Susan Burke, guys. Hilarious. She wrote a movie that is called Smashed. You can buy that on iTunes. You, 
She wrote a movie. And then it got and then she and then it got made. That's crazy. She's just a person. Do you know what I mean? What is this town? Whew. She's talented. And hilarious. God, I had never seen Susan before. What a treat. What a real treat. Um, all right. We got two comics left. Audience. Both of them are amazing. Actually, you know what? Um I don't technically know if this next person is a comic. Uh, he was booked through a friend of a friend, um, and he just asked for a spot on the show. Uh, and I don't know any of his work. Uh, so maybe I'll just say, because I don't want to pin him in a corner. I want to you know, be open to all sorts of expression. So maybe I'll just say uh, that we have a special announcement. <laughs> coming next on the show. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, please, a very special announcement from Mr. Bob Duca. Please. <laughs> Nothing I say will be funny. Hello. Some of you may be wondering where I've been. What's more, some of you may be wondering who I am. Well, my name is Bob Duca, and for the past 18 months, I have been recovering from a series of traumatic incidents. A while back, I was more depressed than I have ever been in my life. My third marriage had ended. I was out of a job, a home, and for all intents and purposes, out of a reason to live. I decided to take a soul-searching road trip in the hopes that it would recharge me, give me a new purpose, a new lease on life. After all, what did I have to lose? I was living in a shed that turned out not to be... To, to be turned out uh, with... I was sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know what? I'll just get... Okay, all right. I was living in a shed with what turned out not to be a heavy sleeper, but a dead man. My stepchildren weren't speaking to me, and my numerous ailments had left me incapable of pursuing any of my hobbies. So I packed a rucksack of essentials and hit the road. My first ride was from a drunk man in a van. His name was Paul Scuttleflute, and when he found out I didn't have any methamphetamine, he became very angry, called me a dirt cunt, and abruptly threw me out of his van. My next ride came three days later. I was covered in mosquito bites and rotten tomatoes thrown at me by passing cars. My spirits were low, and I was questioning the whole notion of this trip when a windowless Econo van pulled over. And this is where my nightmare began. The vehicle was filled with a renegade sect of Warren Jeff's sister wives. After their compound had been raided by the FBI, these Mormon she-devils took it upon themselves to exact revenge on the Babylonic society they felt had wronged them. Their plan was to pick up the first male hitchhiker they saw and force him to seed them with his baby sauce in an attempt to repopulate the world with children who would be raised in the tradition of just fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My friends, I'm here to tell you that there is absolutely nothing saintly about the way that they treated me. 
I was forced, I was held captive and forced to bed these bonnet-wearing banshees in ways that defy description. But I'll try. <laughs> the following are some of the sexual acts I was forced to perform while held captive in an above-ground sex dungeon somewhere in rural Nevada. Missionary position. Cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl. Seven maids of milking. Froggy goes a courting. Squirrels in a log. That possum ain't dead. The Fisherman's Dilemma. E2 Brute. The Malcolm Gladwell. The Born Deficiency. Gubby Chum. <clears throat> MC Escher Sex Stairs. Needle in a Fuck Stack. Skin Puzzle. The Triangle Finger Cuff Factory Disaster. Brazilian Flapjack. Nice guys finish ass. The dust bunny. The low dive. Germans at the front door. Funster diving. Let's see if this fits in that. The muscle relaxer. The grind of the ancient mariner. And finally, in space, no one can hear you queef. These women used me and left me passed out on the side of the road. I came to an emergency room of a veterinary hospital. I had longer hair then. And for several weeks was in what doctors call a gross-out coma. Slowly but surely, I recovered my strength and was released from the bark spittle. I regained my freedom but was sadder and broker than ever. Then I heard about Kickstarter. In an effort to rebuild my life, I'm looking to fund the following projects. Since I do not own or know how to use a computer, I'd appreciate if someone could help me start the following kickstarts. I think the market is ready for these dynamic products. Large print iPad. The Bob Duca Puka Huga, Which is a decorative water pipe used for smoking medicinal salvia. There is also a child-safe version. It's called the Bob Duca Hokey Pokey Pooka Hooka Choo Choo. The Planned Parent Hoodie. So you can cover your face if you're getting an abortion. Pharmaceutical Advent Today Calendar. This would be a different prescription drug for every day of National Medicine Month. Medic Alert Shirt. Because sometimes a bracelet doesn't fit all your ailments. Adult-sized car seat. I can't believe my butt hurts. Men's slacks with a built-in hemorrhoid donut. Gas-powered Prius. Bus pass chamois. Bob Duca bed sore salve. Bone spur talc. Mustache vacuum. Dog dander travel pillow. Reusable band-aids. Cyst spigot. And the following food products. Squirrel jerky, donkey sausage, mouse butter, gluten-free communion wafers. Judy Tenuta tuna noodle toaster strudel. Whole Foods garbage salad. Butt gum. Thank you for your time, and please help me if you can.
this actually. I'm glad I, you know, got, took, you know, didn't put the pressure of uh, humor. Because I, I feel terrible for the guy. <laughs> and if you want to hear more of Bob Duca, you could listen to Comedy Bang Bang, where he is often a guest, or you could listen to Affirmation Nation with Bob Duca, or you could just look up Seth Morris on the internet, uh, who's an unrelated guy that doesn't play Bob Duca. <laughs> Okay, rad. We are, at, we are at our final act for the night. We are at our final act for the night, and I feel very good about it. I am stoked, in fact. Uh, I am going to ask for a personal favor, and it's just because it's driving me crazy. You, ma'am. Ma'am, yes, you. Who was chatty earlier? Who are you texting? Who are you texting? <laughs> it's weird. You, I'm actually, yeah, I'm directly addressing you almost. It seems like I'm, I'm just going to ask you a personal favor. Because uh, it, is, it is actually super uh, noticeable. And pretty rude. <laughs> also, you're smiling. Because like, I wouldn't single you out if it looked like maybe a crisis had happened but you look like you're having the time of your life and listening to jokes. I'm just telling you guys as a public service announcement. I know we all have phones and they're very interesting, um, but we should, just, we should just be where we are, you know? I mean, I feel like this is a message we could really take with us no matter what. You know, look at your loved ones. Uh, look at your loved ones and say, all right, sweetie, you know, good to see you. And, uh, and you know, go ahead and check in with them. And I'm just going to ask you a personal favor, ma'am. Just for this last comic, will you do me a personal favor? Will you just not get on your phone? Just for the last comic. I know it seems, I know I seem like a real gentle hard ass. <laughs> just be a personal favor. Because a lot of these comics are taking time out of their very busy schedules to be here. And I, uh, I honestly, I feel responsible for your guys' behavior. You know, I feel like if you guys are acting like assholes, I've done something wrong. <laughs> Just a thumbs up if you can't make any auditory sounds. Just a thumbs up. There it is! Thumbs up! Well, very excited. Very, very excited uh, to have our final act for the night. Uh, features a gentleman called Mr. Brett Gelman. He's, he's seen him on the TV. Uh, shows like Eagle Heart and uh, Go On. And also, tonight here, he will be... Uh, Presenting for your pleasure, uh, Gelmania. Let's hear it for Gelmania, guys. Give it up! Okay. Brett, first of all, thank you so much for being here at the show. Thank you for having me. You were hilarious. Also, <laughs> what is Gelmania? You have to describe it because folks... First of all, I know you're running it here Gelmania. as a show, as right, yeah, as well, right? Is it? Th is um, it? I'm not. I did. I did well, a live show here a couple times. Well, no, did I do it once? I did it once. I did it once, and uh, it was just such a long show that <laughs> it was so long it feels like it was two shows. No, was it but, an uh, hour and a half of? Because it's. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's me and. My uh, DJ, <laughs> uh, Cyrus Garamani, who does all this uh, sound stuff, and uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's like a, 
So he does it's like a bloodletting, some, man. He does it's like a bloodletting. He cleanses me. Cyrus cleanses me. It is a. I mean, I feel like my blood was let for sure. Um, <laughs> we did it in, as a reaction to what everybody else was doing. Not that I have a problem with the purest form of other people's podcasts. You know, I know I, I like. Uh, I love a great interview, but at a certain point. <laughs> Interview, schminterview. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, one more time for Brett Gelman. <laughs> and and beats uh, provided by Cyrus. One more time for Cyrus. Beautiful head of hair on that gentleman. Beautiful head of hair. And actually, as I said earlier, just because it's our 25th show, please, one more time for the UCB Theater for having us. All the staff here, Jimmy in the booth, who always runs such a great show for us. Guys, we will be here every Tuesday and back next week. And please, uh, please come back and see us again. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.